Hello, lovely. Before we hop into today's episode, I want to make a very special announcement for all my self-aware single ladies who are ready to attract the love of their lives. If you've already tried all the things, like you read the books, you listened to the podcast, maybe you did therapy, yet you still can't seem to attract or keep an emotionally available man who's on your level, who's ready for commitment and modern dating feels harder than ever, maybe even to the point that you are ready to swear it off, then we have just the thing for you. The Dating Decoded course is finally here. So this course is going to help you demystify modern dating and uncover any blocks that are standing in the way of you calling in your man and creating your dream love life, because it's about time. All you gotta do is go to datingdecodedcourse.com to grab the course and join the community. The link is also in the show notes and I can't wait to see you inside. All right, enjoy today's episode. Hi babes, welcome back to another episode of Aligned Attraction. I am coming to you today from my car. I am on the way to an event that two of my dear sisters here in Austin host every year, Amy Batuski and Ellie Montgomery. The event is called Desire on Fire. There are about 180 to 200 badass, powerful women all in one room. And it's absolutely incredible. And last night at the end of day one of this three-day weekend event, we all ended up in lingerie, dancing sensually and freely, confronting some of our insecurities, confronting uh, thoughts that we've held around body image and desirability, and really surrendering into our sensuality. So I am really enjoying getting to receive this work and getting to be held in someone else's container, and I'm heading back for day two today. In today's episode, though, I want to talk about the sexy and unsexy parts of dating and a mindset that we can apply to dating that's going to help it to feel sexy. I hear from some women that they love dating. They love the process of dating. They love being in courtship. They love being pursued. They love the variety of men that they meet on dates. They love the learning experiences that they get to have. And this was mostly me. I mostly really enjoyed dating when I was dating. And there were moments, sure, that felt exhausting or where I got frustrated because, you know, something didn't work out the way I wanted or I had high hopes for a man or something. And what I hear from most women today, many of my clients, many of my girlfriends, is that dating feels exhausting, that it feels like a second job that the apps are completely draining. And I get it. I totally get it. Especially as women, we have many options at our fingertips. And there's this, you know, we have all of these options on the apps, but sometimes the connection feels superficial and we don't know how to create connection on a digital platform that's text-based where you're not seeing someone in real time and hearing their voice and observing their body language and getting to feel them. So how can we make dating sexy again? And what are the unsexy parts of dating? Let's talk about all of that. So the, the frame that I want to give you in this episode is that 
dating can be a portal to self-actualization. There is an opportunity as we date to really learn so much about ourselves, about our preferences, our needs, our desires, our boundaries. And sometimes we learn about our, ben- our, our boundaries by having them crossed, which doesn't always feel sexy. But wow, what a learning experience to understand where our boundary is in real time. And truth be told, there are rarely is there a way for us to know what our boundaries are without having had some real life experience pushing up against that boundary or edge or surpassing it, blowing through it, either because we cross our own boundary or we allow someone to cross our boundary or somebody crosses it and, you know, we feel powerless in the matter. And sometimes the, that last option is genuinely the case. So dating is a portal to self-actualization. And if we view it like that, then it ceases to be this daunting activity that we have to do as a means to an end. Especially if we're dating for commitment or we're dating for marriage, it's easy for us to fall into the trap of just seeing it as a means to an end and not actually enjoying the journey of self-actualization, of getting to know another human, of getting to see how another human's mind works or another human's attachment system is wired, which is honestly, I think, the coolest part. Sometimes it doesn't go the way we want and we feel hurt or, you know, something goes sideways. And if we can approach it through the lens of, wow, okay, this is an interesting thing that's happening or I've never had someone say that to me before. I've never had someone ghost me in that way before. You know, whatever the confronting situation is, that's just an opportunity to learn about how we respond to these kinds of things and how other people behave and respond in dating interactions. And nine times out of 10, honestly, if we get ghosted, if something challenging happens, it's usually not personal. And if it is, then that's okay too. Sometimes we do genuinely have stuff within ourselves to look at and shift, which is often why we create some of the undesirable results that we have is because there are things for us to look at and shift within ourselves. And there's no shame or guilt in that. If we can drop the, this makes me mean I'm, um, this thing means I'm wrong, I'm bad, I'm defective, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I'll never find love, he's not out there, and on and on. Like if we stopped that mind fuckery with ourselves and we could just say something like, okay, he ghosted me. Maybe it was something I said or did. And if it was, then I can inquire within and see if that's something I might want to shift. Or it's not personal. He's in his own process. And, you know, too bad he gets to miss out on the amazing me. And then dating becomes really simple. Then it's just, hey, I'm going to keep being me as authentically as I can with as much of an open heart as I can. And when the right person comes along, as long as I keep putting myself out there and doing the things that I would need to do to generate a desirable outcome, then cool, I'm, I'm good with that. So the frame of Dating as a portal to self-actualization. One, we're always getting to know ourselves. Each and every person gives us an opportunity to do that. Each and every 
experience gives us an opportunity to do that. Being stuck in traffic and having someone drive really slow in front of you or having someone be on their phone in the checkout line of the grocery store not paying attention. All of these seemingly trivial things give us an opportunity to get to know ourselves, to know and see who we've become. Have we become the frustrated, impatient person with no tolerance for other people who don't really speak up for our needs and people please and don't assert boundaries and then become resentful and angry? Have we become that person? Have we become the person who is graceful and compassionate with ourselves, who takes full responsibility and accountability for the results she has in her life, who decides to stop participating in victim consciousness or finger pointing or blaming or making things other people's fault? Have we become that person? So there's a lot here. I mean, dating is such a juicy process. And of course, it can feel exhausting at times when we're giving energy to new people and things aren't working out or, you know, we had our hopes for something and, and it didn't go the way we had quite hoped. Sure, like there, there is definitely energy that has to be put forth into this process. And if we can always come back to the mindset, like this is for me. This is for me. I'm doing this for me. This is not, you know, skin off my back. I don't have to drag my feet and, oh, gosh, dating again? No, if I want to find a partner, then yeah, you're fucking right I'm going to date. And I'm going to do it with joy and presence and authenticity. And so what's the mindset that we're approaching dating from is the big question here. And can we see it as a portal to self-actualization? Can we make it fun? Can we run our own social experiments and see, you know, if we're working on boundaries at this point in our life, hey, maybe there's an opportunity for me to assert a boundary where I normally don't. Maybe there's an opportunity for me to speak up where I normally don't. Maybe today I'll have the sexual health talk before I have sex with this new man instead of being really shut down in my body and not having that conversation because I feel too afraid to. Where are the places we can push our edges and use these dating experiences as ways to grow ourselves, ways to step out of our comfort zones. Uh, And then so something I said before was, you know, are we looking at dating as a means to an end or are we letting ourselves enjoy the process? This is a journey and we've been so conditioned to just strive for the outcome, get to the finish line. We do that in sex. We do that at work with money. We do that in our health. And we often forget to enjoy the process, enjoy the journey of getting there and enjoy the ability to witness our own growth over time and not just hold out on our love for ourselves or on our celebration for ourselves until we have the gold medal. Because I guarantee if we don't train ourselves to enjoy the process, Getting the gold medal, getting the man, losing the weight, getting the job, making the money isn't going to feel that good. And I know because I've applied that mindset to many areas of my life. And then when I got the thing, I'm like, okay, cool, what's next? So, you know, we've all heard this many, many times, but it's not about the outcome. However, if we enjoy the process, we're really going to fucking enjoy the outcome. And that's what we want. We want to enjoy all of it because as women, One of our greatest superpowers is being connected to our emotions, to our desire, to feeling, to our expression, to our sensuality, to our zest for life. I mean, we literally create life inside of us. 
And when we're connected to the process and the highs and the lows, and we appreciate and accept and love the highs and lows equally, because neither is better than the other, except for the human assignment of good and bad that we give things, then we really get to live in our fullness. We get to live in a full erotic aliveness, like a love affair with life. And that's what we want. That's possible for all of us. No matter how, what our life circumstances are, that is possible for all of us. That's our God-given right. And there is really nothing that's standing in the way except for the justifications and the excuses that we make. So are we seeing dating as a means to an end or are we enjoying the process? And if we can do that, then if we enjoy the process, then we're going to love getting dressed up. We're going to love putting on music before a date and getting into a saucy, sexy vibe and feeling ourselves because we get to feel ourselves regardless of what the man does or how he shows up or if he shows up or if he's great or not. Like if we get to feel ourselves and we get to enjoy ourselves and that is the gift, that's the win, that's the gold star. So now let's talk about the unsexy parts of dating. And you know, I gave you those mindsets as a way to make what could have once felt exhausting and daunting feel great if you choose for it to feel great. This is all up to you, of course. So let's talk about some of the unsexy parts. And honestly, I don't really think these parts are unsexy. I think they're so cool and real and human. But for a lot of people, they feel unsexy. And that is that dating is going to press our buttons. It's going to reveal parts of ourselves that we've been hiding. It's going to reveal emotions and anxiety and insecurities and old narratives that we developed in childhood about not enoughness, too muchness, need to people please, need to pour myself out and not expect anything in return and then get resentful. Dating and relationships reveals all of that. And often we don't like seeing those things about ourselves. We just wish everyone else would change. And everyone else would get it together and step in line and get on our level and not trigger us and blah, blah, blah. And dating is going to do that because it reveals all of our humanity to us. And in my opinion, that's so fucking beautiful. It's so awesome that we get to see parts of ourselves that we've been hiding from. What a gift. And yeah, it, it feels challenging and sticky and gooey and... Ugh, gut-wrenching sometimes. But if we train ourselves to welcome those aspects of our experience, then yeah, it's still gonna feel how it feels in our bodies, but we're not compounding the discomfort because our minds are making it mean that we're bad or wrong or we shouldn't be feeling this way. Because it's not true. We feel how we feel. Every human has a messy life experience, no matter how put together their life looks on Instagram. No matter how much money they're making, what their body looks like, what their skin looks like, how many cute outfits they have, if they have a hot man by their side and seemingly perfect marriage and kids, like every human leads a messy life. So we have to give ourselves permission to feel messy sometimes or a lot of the time. Nobody has it figured out. That is one of the biggest realizations that I've come to in my time of being a woman, a human, a business owner, a partner, a daughter, a friend. Nobody has this shit figured out. Some people have some parts of it figured out to some extent. And others of us have other parts of it figured out to some extent. But nobody has it all figured out. We're all just bumping 
around hitting shit and figuring out what feels good and what doesn't, what works and what doesn't. And then we iterate and that's human life. It's all one big experiment and we're all experimenting. And when people put on a front like they have it all figured out, it's just a protective mechanism because there's some part of them that doesn't want to admit that they might be scared shitless or that their inner child has so much fear about not having it figured out and not trusting themselves to be able to figure life out as an adult. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I used to pretend all the time like I had this whole thing figured out. I always put my best foot forward, pretended, you know, uh, you know, tried to sound smart, tried to impress people. But inside, I was scared shitless of being found out, of being called a fraud and an imposter. But underneath everything, I felt that way about myself. And for a long while, I was unaware of it until I became aware of it and started doing the inner work to really reveal myself to myself and to the people I chose to share my vulnerable parts with. And there's nothing more rewarding. There, I tell you, Ani and I had a, a really challenging sets of conversations this last week after coming out of a, a week-long ayahuasca journey where I just got radically clear. And I was like, you know what? I'm not tolerating inauthenticity for myself anymore. So babe, I want to tell you all the ways in which I've been playing victim, in which I've been pointing the finger at you, in which I've been blaming you, in which I've been throwing my hands up in the air and being helpless and powerless and not taking responsibility for my life, for the results in my life, for the quality of our relationship and our connection. And I'm really sorry. I'm sorry to myself. I'm sorry to you. And my commitment is to do better. And that doesn't mean I have to do more. It just means that I, I get to decide how I want to show up and what results I want to create and to show up in alignment with that. No guilt, no shame, no meaning making about me and how could I have and I'm a bad person and I'm a bad partner. I threw all that shit out the window after ayahuasca. I am not doing that shit to myself anymore. I, nobody has time for that. Nobody's got energy for that. We're out here trying to do big things in the world, trying to be awesome people. And so we just don't have time to shit on ourselves anymore. And you shouldn't have time for that either. I rarely use the word shouldn't, to be honest. And I'm rarely very prescriptive with people. But just stop. Don't do it to yourself. Not worth it. Waste of time. Waste of energy. You have bigger, better things to do. And you, you have a heart whose capacity is meant for love, not for judgment and criticism and shame, especially when it comes to yourself. So... The quote-unquote unsexy part of dating is the inner work. Like, we're going to have to do the inner work. And again, reframe, it can be sexy. It can be awesome. It can be fun. You can let yourself be a wild heaping mess in the muck and mud of things in your process. And you can still contain it. It doesn't have to be projected out at people. I don't recommend that. But you can let yourself be messy and love your messiness and love the the changes in your bodies and your skin and your emotions. That is our superpower as women. We have such depth and range. And if we just started owning that, we'd fucking finally be able to let our hair down and let our tummies breathe. And we let ourselves be ourselves, which is what the men in our lives really want. The men that we want to be with. They want us to be ourselves. The men who need us to be perfect Next, not for us. They have their own process they're in. They got their own inner work they're doing. The man that you want, 
whether it's a man that you're attracting and calling in or your current partner, deep down, they want us to be us. They want the fullness of who we are as women. They want our full expression. They want our full range. They want our sensuality and emotionality. As long as we can be in all of that responsibly and not project it out and point fingers and blame and play victim and get angry and aggressive, they want the fullness of us. And so it's, it's on us as women, if we want to lead the kinds of lives that are spectacular and authentic and real and full and erotically alive, then we have to take responsibility for ourselves. And men have to do their inner work. They, they got inner work too, right? It's not only on us. It's, it's, uh, it takes two to tango. And I'm not talking to men on this podcast. So I'm going to always share what is our work to do as women. And I promise you, as we do it, the men who are ready to step up will step up. And there are plenty of men out there who are already stepping up, who are doing the inner work. So if you're under the impression that there are no good men out there, categorically false. Because I have many, many, many men in my life that are single, that are incredible men who are doing the inner work. I see them all around me all the time. And so be aware of any stories that you carry about yourself, about men, about love, about the possibility of it. And be aware of any stories, yeah, that you carry about yourself. And let dating be fun. Let yourself have fun. Let yourself really have the love and connection that you want. And if you find that you're blocking yourself from that, then step back and take a look at why. What's causing that? What's creating that blockage? And can you get support for that? Whether that's inner support that you provide to yourself or support from trusted friends, from a therapist, from a coach. I mean, we provide this support to all of our clients inside Aligned Attraction, our relationship school. This is what we teach women to do is become radical agents of their own lives. Take full responsibility because I'll tell you, there's nothing more empowering. You want to talk about boss babe vibes? It's not about how much money you make or what your wardrobe looks like. It's about the amount of personal responsibility that you can take in your life without taking responsibility for others and their experience and their emotions. There is a, a line. But it's about taking responsibility in your life so that you can just recognize yourself as a creator and create the life you want. I will tell you there's nothing more rewarding as someone who used to love avoiding responsibility and pointing the finger and blaming and playing victim and making it everyone else's fault. That was like my middle name. I used to love doing that. It was so satisfying. But I felt disempowered all the time. I didn't trust myself. I felt betrayed by myself often. I didn't feel safe inside of myself. And now that I've gone on the journey to taking more and more responsibility at every opportunity I get, the more fucking badass I feel. And now I'm like, I can fucking do anything. I don't always have it figured out, but I, I have the general mindset that I can do anything. And that is awesome. I feel so safe, so grounded, so expressed, so open-hearted. And I'm still on my journey. I do not have it all figured out by any means, right? I'm going to this three-day event because there are things that I want to learn. There are places that 
my friends and my coaches help me discover. Because I, I can't do it all on my own. Neither can any of us. In summary, because I'm about to arrive to this event, there are ways that we can really shift our mindset to make dating fun and sexy. And we deserve to. We get to. We're worthy of getting to enjoy the experience of human interaction and connection and intimacy. That is why we're here. I believe that's our purpose is to really enjoy our lives and enjoy love, to feel love, to express love, to be loved, to receive love. I don't know that we're here for anything else, certainly not to make money or to have a perfect body, whatever the fuck that means. We can pursue all of those things and enjoy them. But I think our existential human purpose here is to love and be loved. And so let's just let ourselves do that already and stop playing mind games. Stop making meaning where there isn't meaning to make. And just fucking get to the good part already. We don't have to work hard to get there. We don't have to prove it. Yes, we will have to do inner work. We will have to, you know, confront some things. But it can all be fun. We can enjoy the mess. We can enjoy the breakthroughs. We can celebrate all of it. And we can even make the historically unsexy parts of dating and love really fun and playful. And that is my best recommendation, is to make it fun and playful. Otherwise, you know, why do it at all? Because if we start dating and relationships out with the frame of like, oh, I have to do this just so I can find my husband, then that's the energy that we're going into the relationship with. And we don't want to build our relationships on a foundation of obligation. And ugh, I don't, I don't have a word for it, but we don't want to build our relationships on that foundation. So take a look at the foundation you're creating for yourself right now, the mindset you have, how you're feeling, how much you're letting yourself love and be loved. And go forth and just let yourself have fun. I'm sending you all so much love and good vibes. And if you received value from this episode, please share it out. P please share it with a girlfriend. Share it out on social media. Tag me at Noto underscore and at aligned.attraction. And of course, if you're ready to go full in and deep dive and you want expert support, you want to be surrounded by a network of women who are so deeply committed to their work, then we'd love to have you apply for Aligned Attraction, which is our mentorship, where we provide support through dating, through relationships, how dating and love works from psychology to emotions to our bodies to sensuality and eroticism. Like we left no stone unturned. And if you're interested in that, then you can go to www.insidealignedattraction.com and all the information's there. All right, my love, it was so great to be here with you. Thank you for keeping me company on my drive. I'm sending you so much love and good vibes and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that www.leenoto.com. Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.